Hey everybody, welcome to episode 53 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with David Picciuto. Hey! And Jimmy DeResta. Hello everybody. How's it going? Good. New year. It's the first yeah, one in the new year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We it actually, is. this show spans three years now. Oh, that's true. That's crazy. Three separate years. Is it crazy? It's crazy. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not three years old, but it started in one, went through one complete year, and now this is a few minutes into the other year. <laughs> a few minutes in. <laughs> we just broke into the new year. Yeah. <laughs> in relative terms, yeah. Well, what are you guys up to? What are you working on? Well, since you asked how I was doing first, I guess I'll go first. I uh, just put up a video about all my photography and video equipment. Um, yeah. I get I get a lot of emails and comments in the question or questions in the comments saying, "Hey, what do you use?" And I figured I'm just gonna take care of all that at once. This is all the equipment that I use, and uh, just kind of there's there's a couple little tips in there, but some people will get some use out of it. Some people will uh, not get anything out of it because they're looking for project videos. And I do have a project video coming out in a couple of days, which I'm not gonna talk about yet. But I teased you guys with it, and I'm 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 really excited about it because it works. It's very I didn't, cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if it was going to work, so it was really cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. It's and then really cool. um, f- filling some commitments with uh, Rockler, I got I got behind, and they said, uh, hey, David, where are those videos? And I'm like, they're coming right up. They're coming right up. And then working on a s- chapter for a CNC book coming out by Make. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but I just did. I think I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, I think it's, say- been, it's been talked about, yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So <laughs> no yeah, nobody gonna... listens to this anyway. Right? <laughs> no one's rushing to make a CNC book out of mix. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, working on like four things at once, and I I said I think I said last week that I'm going to try to increase the output, and like this week, or yeah, I've already started just working nonstop uh, for the new year, and I'm I'm off to a good start. I feel real good. I feel real productive. Well, I uh, I got into uh, blacksmithing uh, since we last spoke, and on my Instagram, I put up a couple of pictures of me experimenting with two blacksmithing little experiments I did, and and I, I it really feels natural to me. I really love it. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing more with that with that concept. It's uh, kind of a new year, a New Year's resolution. So I spent nearly two full weeks up at the place upstate. I talked about it last time, but I'm back in the city now, and Taylor and I are just like, wow, how can we do that full time? We just had so much fun and productive playtime in the shop up there, which I have a different set of tools up there. So I end up with a different set of results, but just playing with blacksmithing, you know, it's like, it's like I said, it just feels so natural for me and doing more research on that. And I'm just trying to formulate a good project. And uh, so I haven't filmed any of it. I'm just experimenting. And um, I did a project for core 77 yesterday. We got home, Sunday night, and I knew that I had to get my core video in for publication for tomorrow, which will be in in the right now is Tuesday. Tomorrow will be Wednesday, so it'll be up by the time the podcast goes up. Um, I made a, a screw box to organize my screws, so the whole hmm. two weeks are up there. I have boxes of drywall screws on every ledge in my workshop, and I keep going, okay, where are the two inches? What did I do with the one and a quarters? And the boxes are all tearing open. Like I cut the lid off, and the boxes like eventually start to wear, and they they spill open. So I actually almost bought like a screw organizer, you know, these plastic ones you see like at Home Depot. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be a good project video. So I made that hmm. for Core 77 this week. I just made it late last night. I dropboxed it at about three in the morning. So I did a whole video yesterday. So that was fun. I got that hmm. out of the way. So um, everyone's asking me when a new video is coming out. My WWE Crazy Absurd Knife is going to be... Uh, up today, actually, if this is Friday now. Now let's go back in to the future. So if today is Friday, I will have published the video. So I got that uh, coming up. And uh, yeah, just um, experimenting. And actually, uh, interesting thing this week, uh, I have, you guys remember Ryan Cochran from Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to come and spend two days with me. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. He yeah, a good he's dude. a cool guy. So he's going to come uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. And Thursday, he's going to spend with me in the shop. And uh, we're just going to... I, I had a big project, but the client just kind of said, hold off. So we'll, we'll come up with something. But he just wants to come and hang out and, you know, get the vibes of what's going on here. So Tell Ryan I said I, I love his facial hair. Ah, I, he, has you know, a, he has a Mine's growing beard. out, too. Yeah. <laughs> mine's growing out. I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I look like Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
the big yeah, mustache. He does have a fantastic beard. And yes. we got to meet Ryan uh, a few weeks ago in Rochester, and yeah, he was he was fun. I was I actually at the, when we were leaving when we were saying goodbye. I'm like, you are the type of guy that I could see myself hanging out with in the future. Hmm. Super super nice guy, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get to bond and hang out. And like I said, we were going to build a big set of shelves for a client job, but uh, now we might be onto something else. So we'll see what happens. Put him to work, man. <laughs> no, he wants to. He said, he goes, I want to come and I want to do stuff. And, and it's a good opportunity for him because Taylor's working on a couple of chairs she's trying to finish up. So he'll get to see her do some leather work in the next couple of days. And uh, I'm getting a new welder from Lincoln tomorrow. So I'll get to experiment and play with that. Ooh. So. Any word on your, uh, your welder that got stolen? Uh, no, my Miller-Matic DVI got heisted from a job uh, on Christmas Day, which is a total bummer. Um, my buddy Ryan, uh, my buddy Brian, uh, Ryan, my buddy Ryan, same name, but uh, he borrowed it, so he feels extremely guilty. So he went out and bought me a new Miller 211 unit, which is really sweet machine. He re- he wanted to replace it right away. There's going to be insurance money and stuff, and if the insurance money comes, he's just going to you know keep keep it down the road. But he didn't want to make me wait. But uh, yeah, no, uh, we got our feelers out. You know, I got, I know the uh, CD underworld of the Lower East Side. I got my feelers out. And if anybody sees a Miller DVI on wheels with my name spray painted on it, sit on it and text me. <laughs> huh. I'll be right over. <laughs> Pulling up on your Vespa. Like That's right. Throwing that thing on the back. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get arrested for stealing it from the guy that bought it from the junkie that stole it. That's what New York is like. <laughs> you get arrested for taking back your own stuff. Hmm. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I, I have a good feeling. Honestly, in the in the 20 something years I live in New York City, I had my motorcycle stolen and I got it back. And then I had my Vespa stolen and I got it back hmm. because people know me and they're like, hey, I think I saw your Vespa parked all the way down in the Lower East Side, like, I'm in the Lower East Side, but this is the real Lower East Side, all the way down by the Pier 17, which is where the New York Seaport is. And I, I went over there, and I'm like, sure as hell, my Vespa's sitting in pieces in the courtyard of this building with wrenches and hammers all around it. And the guy goes, oh, I recognized it was yours because of, like, the extra stuff on the side. Like, I had this, like, custom siding on it. Uh, and, mm. Yeah. I mean, I probably told you this. I'll tell you the two-second story. The day I cut my finger, I went in the hospital for three days. And during those three days, I left my Vespa unlocked in front of my house. And they didn't have to move it for alternate sides or anything. So I get out of the hospital. And now it's the day of my birthday, April 3rd. And I go to sleep and I wake up and the Vespa was, is gone. So it got stolen on the morning of my birthday, the day after I got out of the hospital from having my pinky sewed back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got it back about two weeks later. So yeah. I think I got good karma. I'm hoping I'll get the welder back. Cool. Well, hope you do. Thank you. Um, for me, I today is my first day back, like really back at it. I've actively tried not to do a lot of work, you know, over the last couple of weeks. The kids have been home from school. They started school back today. So I've been like doing a little bit here and there, but I've, you know, really trying to been to, to be like with them and just enjoy the time off, which is really hard. Like the other day, my wife, <laughs> it was like mid afternoon and she was like, will you please just go down in the shop and work for a little while? Because you're so <laughs> antsy. <laughs> She's like, I can see it in you. Just go do something. I was like, oh, okay. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, so she could tell I was just ready to get back, you know. But so anyway, today's back at it. I did a Q&A video today since I wasn't going to have a project video this week. Um, I put out a, a video on Sunday morning really early. Just like, hey, give me some questions. And it got a thousand comments within like, I don't know, an hour or something. And my Ooh. videos never get a thousand comments at all. You know what I mean? And so I ended up taking it down because I wasn't able to actually like get through, you know, all the comments to read them all. And so I took the video down and then have been kind of, you know, taking that list down to something that I could actually handle. So today I shot it and uh, just finished editing it. So it'll go up today or tomorrow or something. Then I'm going to be on to actually working. And the cool thing is the artwork for my arcade is going to be at my house tonight. Wait, oh, right I thought it was last no, week. It, yeah, okay. So here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of my out of my control. The company yeah, that, everybody they couldn't see uh, Dave just did a, a great air pump but you kind of stalled it when he said, "Wait, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. yeah. So here's <laughs> you, you what put happened. The brakes on that one. The company that printed the stuff for me, really awesome and they they're doing a great job. They shipped it out uh, second day air to make sure that I had it before Christmas. 
Like the guy's being awesome. And he, you know, got it all finished, got it all shipped. And he was like, you're going to have it before Christmas. I'm going on vacation. So I want to make sure you have it. Awesome. So it doesn't show up before Christmas. It doesn't show up right after Christmas. And then I realized that they accidentally used my PO box to send it to instead of my home address. UPS can't ship to PO boxes. So it's in like this UPS purgatory somewhere, just like waiting. (laughs) So uh, this guy, Neil, um, goes in and changes the address to my address. You know, it should be fixed. And it's still just sitting there, just sitting there and sitting there. Until yesterday, we, you know, been going back and forth with UPS. And finally, they got on the ball and just relabeled it. And now it's on the truck. So, you know, and luckily, the UPS refunded their money for the second day air. Because I mean, I'm sure that cost a lot to get it shipped, you know, like that. So anyway, I've been, everything else on the arcade is done. It's waiting for the art. And then I can start assembling it all. So today I'm going to have that and the machine is going to happen. Yes. And a couple days ago I moved it out of my shop because there's nothing else I can do to it in the shop. There's no reason for it to be there anymore. My shop literally feels like it's four times larger than it was. (laughs) And I realized that it had been in there. I started it um, in late October. October 28th was the day that I started building it. So it's been in there for, you know, over two months just taking up space. So feels entirely different now, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm ready to get that done. I'm ready to get, you know, more projects rolling and yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm so excited about 2016. It just, it just feels like a fresh start. And really our, with what we do, it, it should just be just, this long continuous line, but I don't know why it just feels like I'm, 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 I'm new and I'm mm-hmm. full of energy and, and I'm going to do a bunch of projects. And I don't know if you guys had that. Same no, I feeling. got that same vibe. Like, like I said, those couple of weeks, Taylor and I got to play up in the workshop and uh, you know, I, like I said, I just, the forge was there. I'm like, I don't spend enough time with this thing on the WWE knife that I ended up making. Um, I did a little bit of blacksmithing. And then once I was done with the knife uh, for the project, like I wanted to keep doing it. So I started playing with some tailor made a couple of chair frames while we were up there and uh, she had some scrap pieces sitting around. So I started hammering on these pieces of, of five eighths cold rolled steel and, I just was like, wow, like, why haven't I been doing this all this time? And so, like, again, talking about 16 being like a, a fresh start, I totally had that vibe in the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's natural for us to use the beginning of the year as that point in time. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, I mean, we just, you know, we have to create points in time to say, like, something's going to change here or something's going to renew here or it was good. There was no, there was no like deadlines or people I needed to meet. And, you know, like I said to tell, I go, I feel like it's so much more done upstate. She's like, well, no one's popping by. That's the thing, Mm. you know, in the city, you know, any five, every five minutes, someone's calling me like, Hey, are you there? I'm going to come in. I want to drop something off. You know, upstate, I'm like in complete isolation. So it's Hmm. great. Hmm. Getting all Howard Hughes up there. (laughs) See how long my beard got? I was almost going to trim it this morning. You guys Keeps are both going. looking good this winter. Thank, Thank you. you. With your winter yeah. beards. <laughs> I made a, I'm making a conscious effort for 16th to try and lose weight. I, I, if you notice more and more of my videos soon, it's only going to be the, my fingertips in the videos. You're not going to see anything. Like my hands are going to start getting fat if I don't stop. I, I cut <laughs> myself out of the videos more and more because I'm like, oh, my God, I look horrible from that angle. And Aww. so <laughs> it's just – I've done it with TV. I said to the beard, the guys – the cameraman, I was like, you know, no love handle shots, no baldy shots. And <laughs> and they would, I would tell them, I'm like, just please, just don't give the editors anything that they could stick in there to make me look silly. And, uh, but when I'm thin, I don't care. I'm like, ah, whatever, shoot my bald head, shoot my love handles. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't care. But when I get heavy, I just feel so self-conscious. And so at the beginning of this year, these last few days, I'm trying to cut out sugar and uh, I got to build up to the exercise part. But if at the very least passively, I'm going to try and watch my diet and try and eat more healthy. So, and sugar is a big, big deal. Yeah. Go ahead, David. I didn't mean to oh, I was just going to say, like I, I've talked about this before, where uh, I've changed my diet a couple months ago, and I'm drastically reducing trans fats, saturated fats, and cholesterol into my diet for various health reasons, and. Uh, and I've been doing pretty good, but we went to go see a movie the other night and <laughs> I got, I got the medium popcorn, <laughs> which is actually an extra large popcorn in, in real yeah. life. And yeah. I got the big soda and it, it was just like my one day to just, <laughs> it, I had popcorn for dinner. Yeah. It was my cheat day and it was so <laughs> good. <for> dinner. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, a few years ago, I cut out sodas. I mean, I used to drink at least one Mountain Dew every single day, maybe more. You know, it was like a lot. And um, I was getting ready to start training for a marathon and just decided, like, with this training, I'm just going to stop sodas just to see if I can do it. And I haven't had one since. And honestly, that was the best. And that was really the only change I made. It wasn't like I changed what I was eating too much. But that um, amount of sugar um, taken out of us every single day makes a difference over time, you know. I'm a nibbler. Like, I'll, I'll go get a candy bar, and then I'm like, oh, I love those candies. I'll see them in the window of a store, so I'm like, I'm not going to treat myself. And so I go and get, like, another, like, handful of candies, and then I'm like, oh, last time I ate, last time candy I had was, like, 2 o'clock. Now it's 6. I could eat another <laughs> piece of candy. You know, I'm, like, making all these ridiculous rationalizations. And then, of course, every coffee I have, I have, like, seven coffees a day. Everyone's got sugar in it, so... Yeah, I'm trying to just like completely cut all that out, and and I don't drink a lot of soda, so I think it's okay that I could eat six candy bars in a few days, you know, because I don't drink any soda. Hmm. But I listen to a lot of like self help books, business ish type books, and all the really good ones say health is a big part of your success. So if you are yeah. healthy, you actually feel better about yourself, and you're more motivated to do things, and you just have a better outlook on everything altogether, and Man, I love I love red meat. I love sugars. I I love fats. I love all that. And I've been cutting that down drastically lately. And and uh, I'm trying to. I think what I think just cutting those out doesn't make me feel better about myself. But actually seeing progress on the yeah. scale and everything, then I'm like, oh, this is this is good. And it just changes your outlook for the day. So I do believe that is true. That that your your health. Um, correlates is a direct correlation between your, your output in, in life and business. I didn't want to get too wrapped up in like exactly how much I weigh. I'm like, I definitely broke 200. So I'm like 205, 210 or whatever. But um, literally since December, like maybe 28th or 29th, I cut sugar out as much mm. as I possibly can, you know, without accidentally eating it when I'm not conscious. Um, but today I was walking down the street and my pants kept falling down. So I reached down and I, i went to the next hole in my belt. I'm like, nice. oh. Wow. That's like, oh, wow. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Maybe something's happening. So, <laughs> even Maybe I just had to like inhale tight, and, but that's enough to keep me motivated for a couple yeah. more days. That's awesome. And, and what we do, it actually, you know, kind of with what you were saying, David, it makes sense that the healthier you can be, not that you have to be like super fit or anything, but the healthier you are, the more aware you're going to be of like how your body interacts with the tools that you're around for safety's sake. Because if somebody has trouble bending or moving at a certain speed, you know, I mean, that that affects things. Like, you know, if you if something's falling and you need to grab it, but you can't because Just you're... Just let it hit the ground. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It does play into it, so... It's uh, not a, not a bad my, thing to my pursue that to help slowed. your business, you know, to help you do, do your job better and stuff. But I didn't need that cup. <laughs> kick it under the table. That's that's where I keep it, right there on the yeah. floor. I got another screwdriver and just kick it under the table. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's a, that's a whole topic someday. Is just uh, how things outside of what we do, how it affects what we do. Hmm. Yeah, something to think about. Interesting. I mean, I know that when I've been training for races and stuff, the the way I feel at the peak point of training when I'm doing the most and I'm, you know, 18 weeks into it or whatever, I feel better at that moment um, than I do any other time of the year. It just, I, I sleep better because I'm working harder and then I work harder during the day because I'm more focused and, you know, it's just... It's better yeah. all the way around. I, I've and been you, there, and I know what you mean. It's so true. It's hard to keep that in mind, you know, the other six months of the year when you're thinking, like, oh, I really don't want to get up and run in 30-degree weather or whatever, you know. But in that moment, I always go, man, I need to remember how I feel right now because it's good, hmm. you know. It's yeah. worthwhile. But And something else I'd like to talk to you guys about, <clears throat> either online or offline, is is sleep. Sleep patterns, sleep habits, and, and, and how it affects what you do and hmm. – I just try and stay up as late as possible, and then I try and get up as early as possible. I do too, and it's huh. a struggle, and <laughs> it results in about four hours of sleep a day. Five. Hmm. There's there's lots of studies on sleep. I'm so far off topic, but there's lots of stories on sleep. <laughs> uh, studies on sleep saying that there is no. It's it's not the same for everybody. So yeah. you can't just say eight hours of sleep. Some people actually only need five hours of sleep. Some people need nine hours of sleep. It's 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 it comes down to 
you need as much sleep as you think you need to be yeah. productive. It's also yeah. a quality of sleep thing. I know that I've I've seen in different parts of my life, like um, when I was single, I would sleep better because there was nothing else except for a cat. There was nothing else in the room to bother my sleep. You know, then there was a point where I got married and I had to adjust to like having a person kick me while I was asleep and all that stuff. Then I had kids and then you don't sleep at all for a long time. So the quality of sleep is, I think, has much as much to do as the amount of sleep. Hmm. Um, you know, and usually that's stuff that's out of your control, you know, unless you need to buy a new mattress or better sheets or something, you know. Casper. <laughs> Casper. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's go back to the thing that we're supposed to be doing a podcast about. Um, so we got a question from Ben, and it's uh, kind of long, but we'll get through it here. How do you deal with not following through on intentions? In past videos or podcast episodes, you've all expressed intentions to make videos continuing the project or expand on some aspect of that project. For example, Bob's arcade cabinet, which is happening, by the way, <clears throat> that people harassed him about for a really long time. David's learning to weld video. Jimmy's second attempt at the switchblade buck knife. Um, I'm not complaining or asking about those specific things. Instead, when we all have these intentions, good and honest as they may be, we fail to follow through on them. How do people decide to abandon something or try to reignite the fire to motivate action. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Fail to follow through. Maybe uh, the word fail needs to be substituted with something else. Time like decide not to. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is a, it's a good topic because I was just going through this the other day and I mentioned it a little bit before we got started. Um, the Chevy, I haven't had much progress on it because it got cold. I do have like a second, a half-baked second video in the shoot, but the reason my reluctance is uh, taken over is because it just hasn't had much physical visual change since the last time anybody has seen it. Um, in the first video, I showed it running, so it still runs. And uh, the first video, I showed me putting some brakes on, and the only real difference is now the brakes are on all the wheels. Um, so that's why I haven't really followed through the second episode of that, uh, because it just... Uh, like my editing style, I always like to see big drastic changes. So when I do two part videos or, th you know, a series, which I'm not really good at, I haven't done very many at all. I don't think I've done any, I guess my printing press is the only thing I've done two parts on, but I like to try and see a drastic change uh, from one episode to another. That's just my personal style. And so the car hasn't changed much. It still runs and it's still a rusty pile of crap. So I, you know, to show it in the same state, it doesn't seem like it would be exciting enough to make a, a constitute a second video. But, and when it comes to, for instance, my knife, I know he, he did say in the email, he's not citing these specific examples, but it does get me thinking. Um, the first knife failed because I used bad solder. The, the mechanism let go because the solder was the soft solder. But now I've gotten a semi adept at using the silver solder, which is the high grade solder, which is much stronger. So I know when I reattempt this, this knife, I'm going to use the, my new technology, which I didn't have up until recently. And then uh, that brings me to another, the printing press. I said, I promised in my last uh, anniversary video or my last, uh, you know, thank you video for 400,000 that at 500, I'm going to do the printing press, but it's going to be probably 10 degrees below zero <laughs> in the middle of the winter when I actually hit about 500,000. So that might have to go on hold. But that being said, this past week, one of the things I did address was my printing press. I started oiling it up again, getting it ready, and really addressing the idea that I really want to try and use this thing. I started going back on Briar Press, which is it's just like the main resource for old letterpress machines. And the, the uh, there's a broken part on the machine, which is the reason why I haven't printed it uh, sooner. And so I actually ordered the part. I should get it any minute on eBay. And uh, it's amazing that you could still find this. This thing was made in 1911. And I think up the, the one, the model I have, they stopped making in maybe 1915, 1920. The, the, the subsequent models are basically the same. They just styling was different. But uh, so this part, I was able to find it. Somebody was selling a whole lot of parts, like for local pickup, which would weigh a lot. And I circled the one thing in their picture. And I was like, would you sell me just this one part for the same price you want everything for? And you'd ship it to me? And she said, sure. It's only 100 bucks, And uh, so I'm getting that part in the mail. Um, but I'm really I'm considering uh, getting back onto episode three of the printer. So I think, I think for me, mostly, the whole reason I don't get back to some of these it's just time. I mean, our to-do list is never ends. And 
and more fun, exciting things keep taking the place. And in a way, uh, I feel, maybe you guys feel the same. I've done that already. Even mm. though I promised the part two, getting back to it feels like kind of going backwards in time. Although you're not really, of course, you know, this episode is going to have some more new information in it. But for me personally, there's kind of that air of like, I already did that. Yeah. But, you know, unless I could show some drastic new technological uh, breakthrough, which which is the whole idea. You know, I'll get back to it. But I know in time I'll definitely get on, you know, episodes of the car and printing press is definitely going to happen. You know, I'm doing my legwork right now and the knife is definitely going to happen. And I'm making Witchblade 3, which I started, but I put on the side. I teased everybody on Instagram months ago. So, I mean, these things, it's just, they're all on the to-do list. Yeah. For me, and I've told you guys recently that I've, I've lied a lot lately and so when I made that guitar video a couple months ago, I said, hey, I'm going to make another guitar without a CNC to show you how that's done. I'm also going to show how I painted that guitar. And I think I was caught up in the excitement of guitar building at that time. I just came down off of that that high. I'm like, that was so fun. I'm going to do more guitar videos. And then as I started the next project, which wasn't a guitar video, I was really into that. And then I got into the next video and I was really into that. And so the excitement for the guitar went away. And I still want to do, I'm still going to do the second guitar video. I'm still going to paint the first guitar and show how that's done. But now, like Jimmy said, it's, you know, it's 20 degrees outside. I have to paint the guitar in the garage and I need ideal conditions. I need heat. So I got to wait till spring to do that. And so sometimes my emotions just kind of take over and and I say I'm going to do all these things. So like the picture frames, I made a uh, a spline jig video and then I made a picture frame, uh, a a miter jig video and said, hey, this is the first two of a series of picture frames I'm going to do. I'm going to do a basic picture frame making video. Then I'm going to do an advanced picture frame making video. And same thing. I was caught up in the excitement. And then other things kind of took over and my to-do di- to-do list is really long. My commitments to other people and other companies is really long and time has gone by and people are asking where they are. They're still going to happen. It just didn't happen as soon as I thought they would happen. Yeah. That yeah. reminds me of my tips video, which I, I owe episode 11. It's just a matter of me and Dave getting together on the same time. We have it all written out, but we just got to do it. Yeah. I think, Kind of what you're saying, David, is something I was similarly thinking about is that like my interests, spiderweb. And so I'll find something that I'm really interested in and I want to do more of it. And then it leads to three or four other things that I think, oh, those are cool. Yeah, I should check that out. You know, and I go down that hallway and then I'm like, oh, look, there's four more things. I should go, you know, and yeah. you end up like two miles away from the thing that you started with. And that's my personality. It's probably a lot of our personalities in that way is, you know, chasing new things that we've never learned about chasing new techniques that we've never done. And that makes it hard to get back and do more of something or complete something, you know? Also for me, I've, I've found, uh, this is something I've thought a lot about over the years. Um, my, and I think most of us are this way if we'll admit it, but um, I am very much living on a sine wave where there are times when I am fully, you know, focused and fully invested in doing a thing. And I do it for a while and then I have to come off of that and I have to go down and do something else. I have to go in in the opposite direction for a while um, and be interested in something else for a while. And then I'll come back, you know. And so it's a lot of um, back and forth um, in, in my interests and where I'm focusing my attention because I'll get burned out if I stay in one place for too long, I think is about me. So... Part of it is that because I th- I think if I were to say like this is not specific to the arcade but it you know it's a top it's something that was brought up so I can use it if I were to say like I'm going to do an arcade and then I dedicated the next six months of my life to doing an arcade I would be so sick of arcades and I would not want to play it you know what I mean it was more like I'm really interested in this I'm going to take the first steps do a thing and plan on finishing it at some point you know and then. I went to something else for a while. My interest went all the way to the left. And then when I'm now coming back to the right, I can focus on the arcade again for a while, you know, and I'm not going to do that forever. So, um, also I think things like that, that I don't typically come back to are usually big. And for me, things that are really ambitious are also kind of scary, right? So, 
you know, if you have a big plan, something you want to do, or something you've never done before, like with with welding, there was a, a little bit of fear in you, right? When you started welding, because you didn't know anything about it. Right. Right. So it, that probably was a hurdle to stop you from actually getting to, to do that for the first time. And same thing for the arcade for me, it's just like, it's really big and I can do it, but if I want to do it well, there's a lot of things I have to think about. Yeah. A lot of the plans I have to make and a lot of pieces I have to prep and a lot of this and that and this, you know. And so that spirals up in your head to where like, man, I, I don't know if I want to do this or not because it's just big and scary. And um, so for, I think a lot of those things like me, for me are about my interest being in the right place at the right time. And yeah, timing is a very big aspect of all of it. Yeah. And just like, if I think it's too scary for me to actually attempt, but another thing, let me look at his question again, because he said something, uh, well, he talked about like me being harassed for a really long time about the arcade. Um, a lot of the expectation here, and we talked about expectation last week a little bit, is is like these external schedules where if I say or any of us say that we're going to do a thing, the people that hear us say that are then expecting us to do that. Now, I may do the arcade in 20 years from now, or you may start to weld in 20 years from now. That doesn't mean you're not going to do it. It means you're going to do it on your schedule, which is not necessarily <laughs> the schedule of other people. So... It's it. I mean, there's no right or wrong thing there. It's just interesting to like the way that we look at the things that we want to do and where we decide to put them in our schedule is very different, probably from where other people want us to put them in our schedule. You know. That, the, by the way, you just reminded me of a very funny joke, which I'll tell at the end of the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about, <laughs> no. about, about expectations and waiting a long time. It's a funny, stupid joke. It's clean. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I got one more little just example I just want to throw in so that somebody can hold me accountable for it and say that I never did it. I um, I restored a Vespa, a 1962 Vespa years ago. And I was on like the kind of high that you were talking about of like, oh, this is awesome. Like I restored a vintage vehicle, you know, tore it totally apart, did all this new stuff to it. And um, I got a second one to do. But then I kind of got bored. I was like, I don't know if I really want to do another one. And then this this guy I knew was interested. So I was like, hey, you have a bunch of old motorcycles. Why don't we trade? You can have the Vespa. You can do that. I can do a motorcycle. Never done a motorcycle before. So he gave me this. Um, most of the parts I needed for, it's called a Harley Hummer. You ever heard of this? Mm-mm. It's a two-stroke Harley. And I think it's the only series of two-stroke that Harley ever made. From Basically, the 70s? No, it's from the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Oh, wow. Um, and actually before that, it was a... Here's a tangent for you. It was a uh, German design bike, and it's like kind of a like a dirt track racer, like a real mm-hmm. low slung small bike. And uh, it was a German design. And then when the Allies won World War II, they took all the German, not all of them, but a lot of the German uh, manufacturing designs, and they distributed them between the Allies. So different companies got different designs to produce in the Allied countries. Well, Harley got yeah. this design, so. Anyway, it became the Harley Hummer, then it turned into, like, the Harley Scout and something else. It's this really cool little, like, low handlebar motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And so I've had this thing in a pile, and I worked on it a lot for about a year, but it's been in that pile for about 10 years now. (laughs) And it's, like, up on a shelf. But it's one of those things, like, I would love to get around to doing that. But Sounds like a good series. Yeah, maybe at some point. But it's, you know, there's a lot to it. There's a bunch of stuff I've never done before. A lot of things I don't know how to do and I'll have to do a lot of research. And, you know, so it's another one of those things that like I'm interested in, but I don't know when I'll actually get around to finishing yeah. it off. But anyway, I'm done talking. I've been talking yeah, a long time. The emailer pointed out that I said I was going to do a welding video, like a getting started in welding. And I still, I still want to do that. I'm just making up excuses now. But um, other <laughs> things, other things caught my interest over the past three or four months, and I haven't gotten to it. I'm still going to do it. I'm just, you just have to wait a little bit longer, you know. And it's, I'll do my 3D printing video as soon as you do your <laughs> welding video. And so what I've learned over the past few months is I shouldn't talk about future projects mm. and just keep it to myself because that um, Bob brings up the the term expectations a lot when, when we're talking and I, I think I need to give less 
false expectations from my viewers and, and listeners and just do what I'm going to do and kind of surprise everybody, almost almost Apple-like. Like, hey, look, here's what yeah. I released today. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and one I thing. Think, Sorry, go ahead. My, my final thought was I think that's just going to help me out mentally where it's going to put less pressure on me and it's more of a surprise for everybody else and there's I, I don't have to worry about expectations. Yeah, I, I was going to say I have another backburner project, which you guys know about, and it's probably equally as difficult and complex as the as the arcade, but nobody really knows about it. And I want to keep it that way because I don't want that. I don't want people going, so when are you going to do that thing? You know, um, so, yeah, but I had an idea. You want to do a welding video. You want to do a 3D printing video. Um, maybe we should all make each other's videos <laughs> and then just mail them to the next person in line. <laughs> That's how we met, right? I mean, remember we were going to do that like round robin thing, but we never did it. Yeah. We got started. Bob, I did my Bob part. actually sent his project. We were all supposed to do this collaborative video and it, it never happened. Bob actually completed something, sent it to me. I have the thing, but I'm using it as a storage container now. <laughs> you should use it as firewood is what you should use it no, as. No, it works great as a storage container. And oh. so people have, people have brought it up uh, over the past couple of years, like, hey, when are you guys going to work on a video together? And we're like, we've tried. It failed. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just got onto more. It's, you know, it goes back to, I think, our to-do list, just the priorities always shift. And, you know, I, I whenever I announce I'm going to do something, I have every intention in the world of doing it. It's just, uh, you know, I have that excitement. I'm like, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if I did a series on fixing up a car? Uh, a couple of years ago, I even remember, I remember I was, you know, this past March, I was going to do a video series with my friend, uh, my friend Bobby. In fact, Bobby and I finally got together on camera, you know, for the world to see. We have a bunch of funny private videos, but Bobby's my buddy who is in the ice pick video. He's my buddy from Louisville. And uh, whenever me, him and Dave are together, we always have a lot of fun. And so it was a great test for us to play around with the ice pick video because now we have all these ideas I, I talked about wanting to do this video that was kind of car related, antique car related, and I was going to do it with my buddy, and I was talking about Bobby. I never got around to shooting the pilot, but now since we did the ice pick video and that worked out well, we're like, oh man, let's we got to do this other idea which we first talked about because we had so much fun together on camera. So I'm talking about. So that's another idea, but I have every intention of doing it. But when I sit down and think about how much time it's going to take, and you know, everyone's schedule has to align, and you know everyone's traveling and doing stuff. And even David Welder's about to go to Europe for two months. Um, sorry, two weeks, two weeks, but I'm sure, you know, leading up to those two weeks and after those two weeks, David's going to be certainly busy. So, um, yeah. actually, you know, David's going to Europe to hang out with Jocko. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah it's going to be awesome. the, the, those two together. It's going to be very, very dynamic. I just hope they don't blow each other up. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, it's going to be great. I can only imagine. I, I just can't wait to see what those guys are going to produce together. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like I said, we. I have every intention of doing all these things I say I'm going to do. It's just the, the to-do list is just too long. And then also now, now pepper in, you know, uh, requirements for core, which I totally don't mind doing because it pays my bills and it, and it forces me to think spontaneously. So I got to do my core video then. You know, so I have to do three mandatory videos a month that interlace with all my other creative wishy-washy to-do yeah. list. So, you know, it really just keeps moving things further along. Yeah, which, that stuff, man, that's pretty amazing, actually. I hadn't really thought about the fact that you have three separate things to do on top of the client work and the just creative stuff that you want to do on your own. Yeah, that's why I only sleep five hours a night. <laughs> Well, I was doing the, the Q&A video today and somebody asked me a similar question. I don't remember exactly what it was, but something about my response was, I'm, you know, the to-do list grows at about twice the rate of my production. Yeah. You know, so there's no way I can ever get through that list if it continues like that. I don't expect it to slow down any, you know? Yeah. And I'm okay with that because, you know, not all ideas are great. Not all ideas are things that actually should happen. They're just like, they may be a springboard for something else or... I even have like four videos on the computer, which I haven't edited yet. Partially because like the spark of like, after looking at the footage, I'm like, eh. But then I have a couple, I have one really good video that I have to finish editing. But I look through it and there's so much material. I'm like, how am I going to get this down to, you know, under 10 minutes or 12 minutes? So that's another thing I started chipping away at it a few months ago. Um, But yeah, no, that's it. Sometimes I shoot, I, I have every, like, 
for instance, I talked about the Chris knife with the wavy blade. I, I took me a year to finish that video, just about. I was I, I was so hopped up on it, and then once I look back at it, I'm like, okay, what is the second half of this video going to be? I have no idea. So hmm. that's the other thing too is you know the inspiration just kind of like fades away, and you know I have some good stuff in the can. I just have to figure out how to finalize it. But you know, and, and then it's like anything. If you kind of get writer's block, you just got to walk away from it and then come back to it with a with a fresher idea. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about having that long to-do list is that you always have some backup stuff you can, you, mm-hmm. know, you can switch to and focus on something different for a while. So. Yep. Cool. You guys got anything else on this uh, topic? Uh, no, just that I, I intend on keeping every single promise I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, you guys want to hear the joke before we go any further? Yeah. Yes, please. Well, Bob, you said, uh, you know, you're going to do something that's going to take 20 years later to finish it. So stupid. So uh, a guy's on stage and he's a magician and he says, I'm bad at telling jokes, by the way. Uh, there's a magician and he's on stage and he, and he says to somebody from the audience, he goes, uh, I'm going to hand you a baseball bat and hit me in the head as hard as you can. And, and it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm already, I'm choking. I'm forgetting part of the setup. Anyway, so the guy comes on stage and he goes, he goes, hit me as hard as you can. And so he hits the guy. He stands back and swings, hits the guy as hard as he can in the head with a baseball bat. Now the magician goes, boom, out cold. Ambulance comes, takes him to the hospital. And there's a piece of missing, sorry. 20 years later, he's laying in bed and his eyes pop open. And he says, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> I got one kind of like that. <laughs> I'm missing the middle beat. I can't remember what that middle beat is. So those are only like two beats. There's a third, every good joke has three beats. I'm missing the middle beat. Yeah. So th- there's this whole string of jokes that they, it works better if you tell all the jokes together. But one of them is this guy's watching TV and he hears somebody knocking on his door. So he goes and opens the door and he looks down and there's a snail like at the bottom of his, you know, he didn't see anybody there and he sees a snail down there. So he picks up the snail and just like chucks it as far as he can into his front yard <laughs> and cl- shuts the door. Then, you know, like 20 years later, old man watching TV, somebody knocks on the door. So he goes and opens the door and nobody there and he looks down and there's a snail and the snail's like, what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny anyway. alright so uh, what have you guys been <laughs> let's move on from our awful jokes what have you guys been watching Oh, so I found this video the other day it's called one mile every day for a year have you guys seen this uh, I've heard something about it uh, so this guy basically shot a, a footage of him running one mile every single day for a year and he ran at home he ran while he's on vacation and this video is kind of like um a collage of the entire year and it's so inspirational because he talks about you know if you uh bob you bring this up all the time of breaking problems down into smaller little sections and accomplishing those tasks and he in this video talks about if you had to run 365 miles all at once that's a really hard thing to do. But if you run one mile every single day, that's pretty easy. Yeah. And he he equates that to everyday life's issues. If you just, just do a little bit every day, you'll find over time that you can accomplish your goals. And it was it was just it was shot really well. And it was it was fun watching him run in all these different places all over the world. And it was just really inspirational and I thought I would share this with everybody awesome. mm-hmm. that reminds me of uh do you guys have you guys I, I found it by accident it just showed up in my feed a guy who who videotapes himself every day for i think a year walking across china yes i was gonna bring that up it's and, he, awesome. and his hair grows so he videotapes yeah. himself for a couple of minutes a day and the video is whatever eight minutes long and in that eight minutes he goes from being totally bald and shaved to full beard and hair but in the process he has walked across the whole country of china yeah, it's it's an amazing video. Hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, what I, you know, it's funny. During the break, I was out in the garage, and I have these things from uh, 3M. These work tunes, where you have like a little corded wire, so you have ear protection, but you can listen to your iPod. And so while I was grinding and doing whatever I was doing in the shop, working on that knife, I started listening to podcasts. I listened to you know the our friends, uh, you know, reclaimed audio. I listened to. Uh, faking it. And then I started listening to Mark Marin, And I listened to probably since then, about a week and a half ago, I must have listened to 20, 30 episodes of Mark Marin. <laughs> I never got, I mean, I actually met Mark years ago when he lived in the neighborhood. 
um, he wouldn't remember me, but he would remember my brother because I met him. I was always tagging along with my brother from comedy club to comedy club, and Mark was always hanging around. And uh, so I used to see him at the Luna Lounge and a couple of the places around town. And and I, I always hated him, but he made me laugh. I was like, this guy is such a, a an AH, but he's funny. You know, I gave him at least that. Like he was so neurotic and jealous and weird. And but listening to him talk about his behavior, he's very open about you know what I, the opinion I just gave him um, is very funny. And he he talks to uh, a lot of interesting people, and he's a good interviewer. So mm-hmm. I really it really grew on me in these last couple of weeks. So you know that's the Mark Marin WTF podcast. It's 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 a really good podcast. I don't listen to every episode. I only listen to the episodes where I want to hear the, the guest speaker. Yeah, me too. Uh, exactly. I've just been going through them and yeah. peppering through. But you should really check out his IFC <coughs> show, and I think it's just called Marin. And I've, I've I've only watched season one and about to start season two here. But it's really good, and it's kind of like a it's sort of about his life. He takes his life experiences and, and makes a show about it, and it's mm-hmm. it's 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 funny. You know what's the funny thing is is like I moved to my neighborhood twenty four or five years ago, and in my neighborhood he lived here. Todd Barry still lives here. Um, oh wow, I love uh, Todd Barry. Todd Barry lives like three blocks from here, oh, and um, Louis C.K. and all these comedians. And so when I listen to them talk, they all talk about all these venues that I've been to with my brother. My brother was doing comedy at the same time with all of them, and I met all of them. You know, at least for a handshake here or there, with my brother. Um, over the years. And it's so funny. And listening back to all these guys, especially Mark Marin, whenever he has a comedian on, they talk about, you know, the early days in the Lower East Side or New York, the village and, you know, the comedy cellar and all this stuff. And I was like right in the periphery of all that, but just as a, you know, a spectator. So it's just funny to hear. And like the, the places they talk about are all places I went to. So for me, it's extremely, uh, you know, it's, it's extremely interesting to hear all this history that I actually had personal interaction with. So it's good. Awesome. Well, I'm going to recommend a podcast that everybody already knows about. (laughs) Um, Shop Talk, or sorry, Wood Talk. Hmm. Everybody knows about Wood Talk, right? Anybody that Mm -hmm. listens to this probably listens to Wood Talk, but they have a new host, and he's a good guy. Matt Cremona is taking (gasps) over the third spot of hosting Wood Talk. I heard a little bit about that. I am really excited for him. I love Matt. He's great. uh, He's so good at what he does, and he's a good dude, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that he, it, I talked to him when he was first thinking about doing woodworking stuff full time. And it was a lot of like, you know, obviously he's super talented, but he was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to make it into a, you know, make money on it and like turn it into a thing. And now he's doing stuff with the Wood Whisperer Guild. He's on you know, Wood Talk. I mean, good stuff for him. And I'm really excited yeah. for him. So. It's funny. I caught a video of him and Andy and uh, I forget who was the third person. Uh, they went to go visit a, a toolmaker. In uh, somewhere in the Midwest, who who manufactures old heavy equipment, like you know, old style heavy equipment is what I meant to say, like big giant bandsaws and big planers and stuff like that. And the reason I found that video is something I wanted to announce. I'm telling you guys now, I am picking up a crescent, 24 inch wide, 80 inch long planer. I have no way to put it. Whoa. Weighs like 2,000 pounds. Whoa. But I made a deal with a guy on Craigslist. I'm going to go pick it up this Saturday. And the reason I found the, those guys doing that that factory tour is because I was researching this planer. I'm like, oh, there's Matt Cremona. He's going to visit. Oh, what is this? What's this all about? And I watched the whole video. It was so so interesting. You know, it's great that these like little pockets of windows onto these different manufacturing facilities that these guys got to go and look look at. And um, But anyway, I'm picking up this. Uh, it's a... It has an 18-inch wide cutter on it, so it's 18-inch wide plane. It's a crescent joiner. Hmm. Everybody always says, how come you don't have a joiner? Now I'm going to have the biggest joiner ever made. (laughs) (laughs) That'll show them. (laughs) I'm going to show everybody. No, I just saw this, and it's just another old piece of iron that just totally turns me on. And it's in really good shape. The guy promises it's in very good shape. I'm buying it from another guy. We talked a couple times. He sounds just like me. He's like, "I I buy everything off Craigslist because I'm attracted to it. And uh, he goes, I have a small shop, so I'm mixing things up so I can make more room. And it's uh, it, it's just like sexy looking. It looks similar to like uh, Frank Hallworth's. I forget what the brand Frank has, but he's got that big joiner that is like mm-hmm. so sexy. It's like that kind of style. Big, wow. heavy cast iron. The it's tabletops. ready to go? He, he says nope. everything's no problem. Yeah. I mean, I just have to reconfigure oh, wow. the motor because he's not giving me the stand with it. 
He has it raised up because he's tall, so he said the stand raises it up eight inches. He goes, but now if we put it on the ground, we got to move the motor. Anyway, I said I'm willing for all those challenges because these th- aren't the type of things that you can find every day. So it's within uh, 150 miles. It's in Massachusetts. So I'm going to go pick it up, drop it off at the house, and come back to the city on Saturday. So I might document that a little bit. Nice. I'll definitely put pictures up of it. So Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. You know, do you have any big tools like that or any tools, um, old tools that just don't work anymore? Does that ever happen to you or do you always like fix things? And Oh no, I fix everything. I, I just say, lose just, interest in them. If they get like, like, like wobbly or, you know, like I have a couple of drill presses, a drill press I just fixed had the spring, so it didn't return. So I didn't touch it for a year, but I just fixed it a couple of days ago. So what you should do is get another container, put it on your property and fill it up with all the tools that stop working. And you do that for another, another 10, 15 years. And no, not bury it. Then you pull everything out and you make a giant sculpture out of all those tools <laughs> with the container. Do Hold that. On. And it can be yeah. like a giant robot sculpture that, that protects your uh, upstate. I think Jimmy <laughs> just promised a video on that real soon. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. That's oh, sexy, right? Yeah. Very you large. Could, you could fit four or five of my six inch joiners right on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that steel on top is twenty four inches a wide. I meant to say across, twenty four inches oh. a wide. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and how long is the bed? He said it's eighty inches, inches when it like because they go up and down like this. So he said at its widest, it's eighty inches. Very cool. Wow. He said the motor alone weighs like two hundred pounds. That's a picture of the motor underneath the ha- the unit. You just have a trailer. You're gonna throw this on? No, he said it, it'll come apart and fit in the bed of my truck. Hmm. He says okay, he's well, moved it. With- it won't Good weigh luck. too much for your truck. Uh, it's probably pushing the limit, but I'll drive slow. <laughs> I always I love some, your attitude. I've got some straps. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eh, figure it out. I got good, I got a good, uh, warranty on my truck. So if like the axle breaks or something, I'll just take it out quick and say, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Give me a loaner. Cool. Well, have fun doing that. And, uh, <laughs> I will. Before we go, I want to say thanks to all of our people from Patreon, especially Luis Gonzalez, uh, Chris Cop, and Jeremy White. They're our top guys over there, and we are really appreciative of everybody uh, that Thank helps you. us out on Patreon. Thank you. Um, if you guys, maybe we should do something special for Patreon people. We'll talk about it offline, but I think it's it's time we do like a. It is time. It is definitely something. time. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of support from those people. We'll we'll do some sort of like hangout or something for sure. Yeah, and I'm having um, dinner with uh, Luis this week in New York. Oh, oh nice. nice, awesome. Yep, we just made a plan. Cool. Um, yeah, so thanks to everybody who supports us there. If you want to help out there, you can. You can go to patreon.com slash making it. Um, you can also just, you know, share the show around. That helps a lot. And if you have other questions or topics that you want us to talk about, they're really helpful to get those because it's hard for us to come up with ideas. No, it's great getting blindsided. It really jogs yeah. the uh, the juices. Gets us thinking. So you can tweet those to us at making it podcast. Um, or there's a form on our site. You can send us a email through that that would be awesome so yeah that's it for this week thanks for listening happy new year happy new year thank you everybody happy new year i love everybody 